Hello, empaths. Welcome to Free Spirited Empaths. This show is for you if you've been struggling to make your online business work for the last 18 months or so, and all you've got is basically an expensive hobby, but you really want to get that first premium client, make your first $5,000 online, and I'm here to show you how to get that in the fastest possible way. Now, my name is Dr. Sophie Henshaw. I'm an empath entrepreneur, and I've been working in the online space now for over 14 years. But it wasn't until this year that I had an amazing breakthrough and things fell into place and I finally figured out how to make that work And I want to help you with that as well. Now, if you're listening to this right now, you are a compassionate, caring person and you want to extend that care into the work that you do with your clients online. You want to make a difference in the world. You want to make a big impact. And let's not forget, most importantly, a location independent income. So let's get started. Hello, free-spirited empaths, and welcome to this podcast episode where I'm going to be discussing the difference between therapy and coaching. Now, this is a very interesting conversation to have at this time because I've been involved in the last couple of weeks in these conversations, either participating or reading other people's opinions. And what I've come across a lot is this notion that Therapy is focused very much on a person's past, whereas coaching is focused on their goals and it's a more positive orientation and they're focused on possibilities and it's kind of more expansive. And people often talk about how coaching has been more helpful to them than therapy. Now, I want to discuss the difference in the way that I see it because I don't agree with that view in terms of my own practice. Let me explain a little bit. As some of you may already know, I have two businesses, one offline, one online. In my offline business, Henshaw Consulting, I work as a registered clinical psychologist where I do assessments and therapy with my clients in order to alleviate their emotional suffering. In fact, my tagline is, Henshaw Consulting, your ally in understanding and transforming emotional pain. Now, how I came to be a psychologist is because in my younger years, I went through a lot of struggle myself. And that showed up in my early adulthood, in my 20s especially, but also in my 30s where I couldn't see the wood for the trees emotionally, how I was, just simply didn't make sense to me. And you know, when you're working with people quite often, and I think this is a good thing to to go by, it's kind of like you're working with an earlier version of yourself. And this was certainly true for me. When I was going through the pits of despair, I had some post-traumatic stress and probably some undiagnosed depression too at one point. And I was really struggling with my life purpose, my career, and also my relationships. I really wanted some help and I wanted to be able to turn to a wiser mentor who knew exactly where I was at, what I was going through and cared enough to help me work through it. 
Now, I looked for many different psychologists. I had therapy with all sorts of different people, some of which were okay, some of which were inspiring, some of which were quite good. But you know what? I never found that one therapist who really totally understood where I was coming from and really cared about me, which made me feel very weird and different. And so I wanted to become the kind of person that I would have gone to see as a younger person. That's the kind of therapist I wanted to be. And after seven long years, I graduated from university with a Doctor of Psychology degree. I did two years of supervised practice until I got my specialist registration of clinical psychologist. And since then, I've been doing all sorts of professional development. So I have a very wide array of skills, resources, techniques, experiences, and so on to help my clients with. And when I sit with my clients, I go through an assessment process, and that's probably about as close to the past as we'll ever get. The assessment process lasts two sessions. I administer psychometric testing to check for specific mental health issues. And then at the end of the two sessions, I create a treatment plan for the person that gives them a rough estimate of how many sessions they might need, a diagnosis and a plan for how we're going to move forwards in therapy. And, you know, it's really about, for me as a therapist, working with people in the present moment. Now, there is a such a thing as the past in the present moment, meaning when I'm sitting with a person, I'm as invested in helping them to achieve the things that they want to achieve in their lives as they do themselves. And they might have certain unhelpful beliefs or emotions or behaviors that interfere with their ability to create something that they want. For example, a peaceful relationship, harmonious marriage, you know, whatever it is. And so we're working towards a specific outcome that they want to achieve. But sometimes what the obstacles are is that the past rears itself up in the present moment. We might be talking about how they went to a shopping centre and there were crowds there and so on. And all of a sudden they might burst into tears because maybe they're triggered by something that happened to them in the past. That's what I call the past in the present. What I most certainly don't do as a therapist is go fishing around in the person's past for reasons or causes about why whatever it is is happening now. Why? Because really, honestly, it's not particularly helpful. The person, my client, will reveal whatever it is they want to share with me, you know, in their own time. And sometimes it, it can take months or even years for them to give me a very important specific piece of information that just makes the penny drop for them. So really, I'm not focused on the past. I'm focused in helping that person achieve whatever it is they want to achieve in the present moment. Now, let's go to coaching for a moment because that's my other business, my online business as an empath coach, sorry, as a business coach for empath entrepreneurs. It's almost like having a second lifetime. In my first lifetime, I got to the point of being as a qualified therapist. In my second lifetime, here I am as a, an online coach for people. 
So my focus in this particular online business is very different, right? And it's a focus on helping people with two main things. Really, it's about their writing skills and it's about visibility, online visibility. And by mastering these two separate sets of skills, they can then create a successful online business with a location-independent income and be wherever they are in the world, anywhere in the world, and have a huge impact on their clients. So those uh, two things, writing and visibility, is about communication and it's about um, creating a message that is convincing to their audience to help their audience know, like, and trust them. And they have very specific challenges in formulating those two aspects of their business. In terms of writing, there are so many different types of writing from blog posts or Facebook posts or Twitter posts or any other kind of technical writing or writing about your story. And people really honestly struggle with that. They struggle with the grammar, the editing, the spelling, the expression to be able to write in a way that engages people and how to be succinct and how to stir someone's imagination. It's kind of a bit more like fiction writing, you could say, in a way. And then with visibility, people have all sorts of obstacles to that as well. They might be very self-critical, doubt their abilities to how they come across, not like the sound of their voice, not like the way they look like on camera. And that can take a lot of encouraging because your visibility in terms of your photographs and your videos, plus your writing, is how your potential clients get to know, like and trust you. So they're two very separate businesses. And yet there is one thing that remains constant throughout, which is me. So I don't change. I'm the same person. I bring the same amount of passion to my both of my businesses. Uh, I bring the same amount of compassion, curiosity, presence. It's just that we have different goals, different things that we want to achieve. And so if we look at business as a way of serving ideal clients who are an earlier version of you, you know, I I feel like I've had two lifetimes in a sense, because the earlier version of me really struggled with my emotional development. And so I became the kind of therapist that I wanted to help me work through those particular issues. Then in the second lifetime I've had, from the age of about 45 onwards, and I'm 55 now, I have struggled with business, right? So how to operate a successful small business and then an online business. What is it that you need to know? Again, I didn't have any, you know, solid, stable guidance. I mean, I did have a few really good mentors and coaches myself, but I also had a few not so good ones as well. And then it's like, okay, well, now I'm becoming the version of me that I wish I'd had back in the early days to guide me through and steer me through in a faster way, a more effective and efficient way to a successful online business. And like I said, that involves 
the writing aspect and the visibility aspect. And that's really about creating freedom. So the first business is, is about your ally in understanding and transforming emotional pain. And the second iteration is about freedom and location independent income and the specific practical tools that you need to create that. So I guess, you know, both both of the businesses require a certain amount of practical resources, which I share with my clients. But the second one is very focused on practical skills and strategy, as well as a huge kind of uh, personal development growth piece about courage, about sharing your vulnerability online to an audience, about getting over those blocks, those self-esteem blocks that prevent you from showing up consistently, how to build relationships with clients, how to set up the systems and processes in your online business that are going to work, how to use automation so that you can do it in a minimum amount of time. So you can see they're really two very different spheres of working, but they also have very important things in common. So no, I don't agree with the idea that therapy is based in the past and coaching is based on, you know, some some kind of future, more positive thing or or even that one is better than the other. Absolutely not. You know, I think if you are really struggling emotionally and that's getting in the way of you being able to function in the world, then therapy is fantastic for that. If you're struggling to create a business and you want to grow and develop your competence in the world, then coaching is fantastic for that. And honestly, I've had the most amazing experience with some coaches slash business mentors who I've got a hell of a lot from. And the learning that I've done in those areas has honestly helped me become a better therapist. And also the inverse is true. So the training and development that I've done in my career as, as a clinical psychologist has helped me enorm enormously in understanding and connecting with the clients that I have in my online business. So over to you, free-spirited empaths. I'm really curious about your ideas on this. And this is especially true if you are someone who works in who works as an allied health professional in counseling or therapy or that kind of space, and you really want to make a transition into having your own location-independent online business, what do you think about those things? What's your take on that? Very curious to hear your opinion. So get in touch with me via Facebook because that's where I hang out the most. Please, please, please do join my Facebook group free-spirited empaths where we can continue the conversation and I can help to support you in your desire to make a transition from one space to the other space or why not have both which is fantastic I mean I enjoy both why shouldn't you okay hope you've enjoyed this episode empaths please share it widely talk to your friends about it and I'm looking forward to connecting with you soon until next time bye